Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to the season three premiere of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening. And with us again for season three is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes. Oh, here we go. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I what the hell is this? Just be glad you can't see the video of this. It I'm is very a, happy. It's a horror show. It looks like a Canadian Marilyn Manson with a with Native, AIDS. Amer- Native American headdress. Definitely uh, with AIDS. It's all acapella, complete. You know, it's to the point where I now get <laughs> random memes of that song posted on my <laughs> Facebook, Adam Gata. Ah, excellent. We're, our job is... Sure, he would like well, that one, actually. What we're doing is working, then. It's working perfectly. Very good. Uh, with us in spirit is... Tom DiMaggio, but he's editing things, so he doesn't really want to talk. So, <laughs> what, what theme music was that? Godfather. Godfather Two. It's when Don Fanucci gets killed by uh, Vito. I, I would prefer if he could get the theme from Chips back in the day. Get a little Frank Plantarello going uh, for me. No, no, no. We go by ethnicity. Solid. We could, we could do that sometime. We got right a long season. Long All season. Right, yeah, <laughs> we don't really know if we're going to go weekly from this point out. It's in the air, but this is the premiere. Have fun. All right, and also with us, since we don't want to waste their time and we can let them go early if they don't want to hang out. Nicole has to go back to sleep. (laughs) Right. Uh, Is uh, making her, I can't remember how many appearances it's been now, but it's the most appearances of anybody else on the show. Uh, Nicola Rose is with us again. Hello again. Hello again. No theme music. No theme music this time. You're very close to having the theme music. Uh, you need a couple more appearances. Phil had to get at least five or six in. Anyway, but with us is the winner of the Enlero Photo Sponsor Calendar, whatever they call it now, draw. Uh, Scholarship. Yeah, that's what it is. Is Jason Williams. And I almost called him his brother's name because his brother was actually on the show, I think, way back in like episode nine or something. <laughs> Nobody has anything to say. Okay, great. Jay, how are you? Great. Awesome. We usually start the show with like personal updates and all this other nonsense, but since we have guests, we're just going to go with them because, again, I don't want to waste their time any more than we already are. We don't want to bore the rest of the audience. So <laughs> Correct. No. So I think, you know, people, it's one of those things where, um, people don't, people don't realize how far back we go with our guests because they have no idea. You know what I mean? But uh, Jason's a Lisbon kid, I believe. He can back me up on this. Yeah. Okay. He's a fellow lesbian. Yeah. I'm, I'm limping into this. Don't worry. I believe we used to play on a Saturday basketball team together as well with that my dad coached. Yes. I was actually just going to bring that up. Yeah. Bring way back. Yeah, that was Lisbon Central School days. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like we'd have no idea who Jason is. And when I heard his name get called as the winner, I'm like, Holy crap, that's actually the kind of person that this should have gone to. You know. <laughs> we were we were making light of, you know, tour modified drivers and cup series drivers having entries on this. 
And we're like, no, it's supposed to go to somebody like us, somebody who has no money but a, and, and a really big dream. And it, I heard his name, and I'm like, well, that fit the bill. That was pretty perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anybody who'd be, like, mad at that, you know? That's really good. <laughs> like, I think Jesse was filming me just for audio purposes or something. And just just to in get case my, it was someone stupid. Just in case, yeah, my reaction or something happened. Yeah. And or if it was somebody like who was completely undeserving in our eyes, and then I'm like, "Wow, I don't hate that. That's totally fine." So it worked out in the end. So I'm very happy for that. Made my life easier. Made yeah, Brent happy. Brent yeah. Happy. So was it my ticket that fell out because everybody was commenting about that? Yeah, it was actually. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I had nine other ones. Couldn't win on any of those. Oh well. True. I'm sure it was. Uh, okay, so Jason, we need to go back in time. We need to know, where did you get involved in racing? Uh, well, my dad worked on Mark Lajanessa's car, so I grew up around their garage for many, many years. Um, <clears throat> my grandfather had a car when I was really little. Um, my Uncle Greg had a car, so it's been... Racing's been in the family. And then um, Paul Hurd, obviously, was my stepdad. He ran for many, many years. So then um, Jeff hooked up with Jeff Pearl. So I used to go over to the Pearl shops with my brother on Thursday nights. Um, and then from there, uh, he hooked up with the past jacks. I kind of just like followed my brother, it seems like, saying this out loud. Um, wherever he ended up, I ended up. Um, he was with the past jacks when I was, I don't know, a couple weeks after I was old enough to go into the pits. Um, the tour came to the Speed Bowl, and I ended up hooking up with Tommy Baldwin Sr., and I, was, I started on the tour with him, actually. So what about how long into your experience did you want to drive, or was that one of those things where you just wanted to from the get-go? Because anybody who sees a race car who's interested in it obviously wants to drive them. Uh, so when did that come about? I don't know. It was just one of those things where, like you said, you know, you're just kind of around racing. You're like, no, nah, you know, I'm a mechanic, you know, take them apart, put them together, you know. And it was just like, ah, I'd like to try it. And... I was talking to Paul and I was like, let's go get the old car and put it together. And then as it went along, we found out you can only run that car at Stafford. So that's when I went to, uh, I was actually walking around Thompson, ran into Buddy Charette and he had a car. We left, went and talked, um, talked numbers with him. It was one of those things where it was, you know, he kind of took care of me cause he, knew me trying to get in and from there we just got the car put it together and started running i mean it was definitely obviously not easier everybody would do it right, right. so um a couple of years ago we ran a handful of races there and then last year was our first full season hmm. this year it's going to be another full season strictly at the bowl. We were messing around with Thompson too, but you need a 
you need a whole nother car to set it up and with only a couple of days in between it's just it's it's a lot of work and realistically it's really not worth it with only having six races there yeah so racing full-time takes a lot of not only effort but a lot of help and money we've all done it we've all been there um with the equipment and help that you have, I know I can tell you're an old school racer because I've seen pictures and I've seen your trailer and I've seen your setup coming into the, sh- to the track. It's just old school, open trailer. It looks homemade. Uh, I love it. Um, I don't even know if it's got fenders on it, does it? No. Uh, yeah, it's got Will Wills on top. Um, oh, okay. It is a homemade trailer. Actually, it is Ricky LaFleche's trailer from when he ran. Um, and... That was built back in the 70s, hmm. I believe is what it was. And we didn't have a trailer. It was just sitting in his backyard, and he's like, just go ahead, take it. You can use it. We are actually looking for an enclosed trailer. Um, we're obviously going to keep the open trailer. I, it's just it's nice to have an enclosed trailer because you don't have to unload everything every Sunday, you know, with an enclosed trailer, you can put everything you need in there and then just have to unload the car and whatever else you're going to need, but leave everything else in there. Yeah, it's it's basically like a home away from home. It's nice to be – it's easier to roll tools and parts and stuff in there, but it's really nice. But on that line, what does this sponsor uh, draw win do for you in terms of budget? Like what can you – basically what kind of plans did you have for the car – or the the whole operation, and how is it going to help to improve what you wanted to improve that maybe you couldn't before? Yeah, before now. Yeah, I mean, trying to come up with money for the motor was going to be – I would have did it, but it would have been a lot harder. And then it would have been like a week-to-week thing. You know, last year we kind of messed up the car quite a few times, and, um, you know – obviously got back together for the next week, but with, with this money coming in from Nicole, um, it's really helpful. Um, it's going to be probably more for tires, everything else, all the other expenses I could kind of do out of pocket, like the gas and everything. But that's if everything goes good throughout the season we don't need to do anything major. Yeah, so it's basically going to be a boost to operating costs. Like, I know people would take and probably take their car down and put it on a chassis jig and update it or something like that or improve their um, operations a little bit. But obviously money is money, and you're going to spend it either way it comes. So it's like, you know, if you need it for operating costs, that's I feel that pain as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we just started figuring out the car at the end of last year, so there was really uh, – I'm not going to go jig it and put a new front clip on it to update it when you're going to start from square one again. Right. It's just, it, 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 it doesn't really make any sense in my eyes where I'd rather have a car where we learn and get it competitive every week and then know the changes to do – know the car so well that, you know, if the wind's blowing – you know, south instead of north, we know what to do to the car for a change. <laughs> Correct. So I got to bring Nicole in here because she looks bored. Um, <laughs> this is essentially double what you've given away in the past because it was like, 
I think the first one was twenty five, and then it was like five grand until this year. Would and it was completely. It's basically doubled, one twice at least. How much work has it been to double it that like that much? Because that's not just a little jump. That's quite a bit. Um, it was definitely a lot of work. I had to double my sponsors that I have in the calendar to be able to do it. So, you know, that took a lot of work to get all of them situated early in the year. And then I really relied on the online sales most this year to reach a wider audience and have more people enter. So that turned out to be a pain in the ass because then the whole thing with raffles are illegal and I was getting censored left and right and Facebook wasn't letting me post. And I was getting blocked and losing my Facebook privileges. Yeah, it was a disaster. And I was just happy to get through it and have it be done. Well, I like the ingenuity of having to call it a scholarship. I'm just glad you didn't go down the path of calling it a waffle like other people. That's just kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for uh, other people to chime in with questions because I feel oh. like I've been hogging it. So, oh, yeah. well, how many tickets did you buy, Jace? So I bought three, and then my brother bought one. There so there was only four altogether. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. You know. See, Brent bought too many. I actually, I think I only bought like four for myself, and the rest came from other people. Yeah, but yeah, that that goes to show you it only you, you can't win if you don't play, but it only takes one to win. Which is yeah, great. I only bought one, I lost. Yeah, <laughs> so did six hundred plus other people. <laughs> there, yeah, which is which is great considering there's yeah, there's a ton of people in there. Uh, let's see. So now now that you won, is it easier to find little crew members too? Or no? Uh, no, I mean racing it. Uh, the money is not the thing. Racing is just, it's just it's hard to find people to commit. Yeah. I mean, it's you guys know. Nope. Everybody on here knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah or, you know, everybody wants to go to Victory Lane when you win. You know, but. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. When you go to Victory Lane, there's all these people all that go in there you're with you. Lane and you're like, whoa, where do all these people come yeah. from? Yeah. Who's this guy? I know. Yeah, last time right. I was in, last time I was in Victory Lane, I had guys from other crews in there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? So. Jeez. How many friend requests did you get on Facebook after you won it? <laughs> no bullshit. It was blowing up, and I'm like, who the hell are these people? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like a, a bunch of them. Now that's it. So now that's it. So now, yeah, it looks like uh, Nicole's going to have to be your new BFF this year, like like all the other previous winners. So that must be a good feeling. We, uh, we got to get someone to just put Nicole's face right on the hood of the car. Just do a yeah, just a wrap the whole thing like right over the hood, like yeah, Corey just LaJoy like style, like Corella Joy's, yeah. yeah. That sounds fine. That's awesome. Uh, let's see, is there any? <laughs> I don't for, know if I'd like that. It's not weird at all. <laughs> for Nicole, is there going to be a new uh, show coming out for En La Row on the road? Like the one that we're working on right now? Sure. Yeah, that the people don't know about, but we do. <laughs> Season two. Is it? Two? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whenever Sid um, gets his ass in the chair that's empty that we're looking at. Where's it at? He'll edit that out. He won't show the people that. Called out. <laughs> where yeah, is... he's working on it right now. Yeah, where's it at? Um, um, 
What's it about? And we went to my trampoline competition last weekend and filmed a little different and they're on the road, non-racing related. And it was actually pretty funny, so Will you be heading fun. will you be heading back down to New Smyrna this year? Yes. Super excited for that. I'm assuming there'll be another video for that as well. Yes. Probably a be, couple. Are you driving or flying? Driving. Christ. <laughs> No, Why? I'm, I'm well. I'm old, so it's like, like uh, driving. I'm old, so it's gonna be great. She's gonna be so <laughs> miserable. Crap, right? happened over I'm, no, I'm such a good road tripper, so it really don't matter to me because I just go straight through and I don't stop. Make sure the GoPro is charged. My GoPro was not working on Saturday at first. It scared the crap out of me. I've heard of a lot of people having problems with those lately. Like YouTubers yep. are getting real pissed off at them. It's mostly yeah, well, the Hero 8, which is the one that I bought. Isn't that the one I bought, too? Oh, no. Mine's a yep. Session 4. Oh, Christ. I'm screwed. Oh, I have a Session 4 also. That thing is garbage. I'm denying <laughs> the fact that it's old as dirt, and it's spent most of its life riding on race cars, so now it doesn't want to do anything. Great. So Season mm-hmm. 2 is going to end up looking like a bus. Thanks for the preview. All right. We'll catch you later. <laughs> Cool, thanks. Uh-huh. See ya. No. <laughs> Swell. If you want to see GoPros fail and awkwardness, there you go. And now we're going to put them on Jason's car and everything is not going to come out right. And Nothing will work. Yeah, it'll be yeah. awesome. This is like, great. <laughs> right, here's awesome. It's <laughs> no. all right. No, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic season on both ends of the spectrum. It's going to be Absolutely. something interesting and definitely worth waiting to look forward to. Now, I know he said he's going to stick around with Waterford all year. Have they released the schedule yet? No, it's supposed to be out by the end of the month from hmm. what I hear. It's okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, it's like, I'll get into it later about well, rules and got, stuff later. We'll just stick yeah. to what's... They got three, four months to get there anyway, so... Is it still three or four months? I don't know. I haven't been like keeping it, track of time because I've been I, doing other things. Know. It's Yeah, today's January. Today's January? Yeah. Tomorrow will be February, so it's all good. Uh-huh. My car is just sitting in the trailer. It's doing nothing. I don't even think I'm going to put a new body on it. <laughs> I think I'm just going to ship it out on the racetrack. Hope for the if best. Tomorrow's February. I better hurry up. Yeah, it's got a few days. Anyway. No one cares about Phil. No. Nope. So, Never. Phil, I'm waiting for questions from you, but I, I don't think it's coming. No. Damn. <laughs> you you asked my question already. Did I? Oh. Yep. This is what, I, well, this is what happens. I hog the mic all the time. I am the host, but I mean... <laughs> I should at least. Yeah, I know. I'll get another weird uh, comment on YouTube or something. All right, quarterback this thing better than (laughs) Dak Prescott, will you? You don't want me to run up the middle with 14 seconds left and no timeouts? There you go. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Dumbest thing I ever seen in my life. (laughs) And I watched the sportsman race at Auburndale a couple weeks ago. At least you didn't uh, participate in it this time. No, there was a reason my car was at home. All right. So. yeah, again, I uh, I, I got to look back through, but I know I definitely had uh, Jason's brother on for the health and fitness special, which got like the lowest listens ever, and I apologize to <laughs> Jeff for that. I'm, I'm so sorry. Let me ask him. He might remember. Let me ask him. <laughs> I think I was talking to him about uh, Lisbon stuff last a couple days ago on Twitter. But anyway, um, so with this amount of sponsorship headed your way, which is an absolute godsend – um, what do you have for expectations for uh, this season? Are there any uh, at all? Or 
<laughs> yeah. Um, try not to um, come home on all – well, not wreck it as much, that's for sure. Um, come home on all four and try and get top fives every week, really. I mean, that's the goal. Last year was a big learning curve. I didn't even know what to feel for when I was driving. I mean, I know what loose and tight was, but there was, you know, as you get more comfortable in the car, you feel more. So with Paul being there, he can explain it to me. And <clears throat> it was, you know what to try and feel for you to explain it, to be able to adjust the car. So definitely a bigger learning curve. Definitely going into this year. I was probably a lot harder on myself than I should have been last year. But that's just what it is. Um, there's think, Jeff right there. I think he got uh, back to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, he don't remember. Oh yeah, I don't know either. It was it but, was um, it was early on in the show, so it was yeah, a I good episode. I don't know. No, but it, it's yeah, you know, a top five every week would be nice. You know, coming into my second season, getting through what I did last year. Hopefully, working all the bugs out and the learning curve bugs and being able to, you know, you got Palmer and you got Ray Ray, that two of the best drivers. So if I can hang with them, you know, me, me and Ray, we park next to each other every week. So he helps me out. Um, and we talk throughout the day and, you know, he kind of helped us with, adjusting the car if we were questioning stuff he's a really smart kid so yeah ray and them are good people yeah they'll help you out for sure definitely and ray is uh he's one of those guys where he could he stepped into a race car and you immediately saw his talent so it all of his input is usually very very good so and yeah, exactly what you said before. It's it's very difficult to go and make everything perfect when you still need a lot of seat time. So it's better to drive something imperfect and figure it out and then make it perfect than it is to have something perfect and screw it up or something. It's it's such a steep learning curve. You got to learn like all the subtle nuances. It could take a few seasons to really pick it up. So I applaud what you're doing. It's definitely the right way to go about it, and especially having a lot of good people in your corner with a lot of experience. So I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. You know what I mean? Um, got like Paul, his old owner and another guy that used to work on the car that helped out the car, brought a couple other people on, um, you know, it's all about having fun, but you, you want to be able to help people that you race with too, because you want to be able to race with them. You know what I mean? Like if, if it was somebody else coming on and they were struggling and I was, you know, had everything figured out and knew what adjustments to make, I wouldn't, you know, you, you want to race with them, not leave them smoked in the rear view, you know? It's all yeah. about going out there and having fun and putting a show on for the fans, so. Yeah, you're also building that respect as you go along, which is going to help right. you as well, so. Right. Right. Yeah. So I applaud what you're doing. I appreciate all of that. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. So I think you got a good course ahead of you. I don't have too many other questions unless somebody else does, but I do have one final one, so I'll open it up to the floor real quick. No, go ahead. No? No, go ahead. Okay. I have it for Nicole. When will we see you in a race car next? 
because you know you want to. <laughs> well, Stafford banished the ladies' race for some reason, hmm. so I don't know. That's sexist. <laughs> I don't Canceled. know. Yeah, there we go. Because We're of COVID or something. Oh, but all the rest of the races are fine. Yeah. What the hell, guys? Jeez. Freaking Those were the fun the next races to watch. Race. They were amazing. Huh? Those were a ton of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. They were fun to watch because it was like, what's going to happen next? That was exciting. <laughs> Your battle with uh, uh, DeSantis' wife there? Um, Kathy? Yeah. I can't remember her first Carrie. name. Is it Carrie? Is it scary? scary. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I can't hear nothing. So I'm like, what the hell is her name? I can't remember. What? <laughs> Deb. Deb? Is that what yeah. it is? It's been so long since I've seen them. We raced. I think Keith retired like, what, 04, 05? What the really? hell was it? He was, oh, is it that long? I don't know. Well, it's been it's been a long time. I haven't seen them time. around, so it's kind of hard to remember names. But anyway, I apologize for that. But yeah, yeah you guys had an epic battle and. I thought that was entertaining as hell. I don't need a lot of cars to have a good race. Anyway, I'll just move on from that. They'll figure something out. So I want to let you two go. I want to appreciate, I do appreciate the fact that you guys came on and talked to us real quick. Um, I wish you all the best of luck this season. I know we're a few months away. Nicole, will we see a return of the sponsor draw next or this upcoming year? Mm, not looking too great. Double it again. <laughs> yeah, that won't be any work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, it's. I'm sure it's gotten to the point where it's really difficult, especially how to with what you said earlier with trying to advertise it and get through all the hoops and the even your website was shut down by the host and all this other stuff. It's like what a pain in the ass. Yeah, that and I'm graduating college in May. So I have a full-time job lined up. Show off. And <laughs> calendars was kind of like my my thing to do while in college. Hmm. And I'm not going to have that time anymore. Well, we appreciate all your efforts in doing it in the years before. It's a hell of a lot more than a lot of people can say. And that's it's a great it was a great addition or it is a great addition to motorsports in a way of appreciation. Uh so, yeah, I want to say thank you both again for coming on. Uh, best of luck this year, Jason. I hope it works out for you in the best way. Uh, gain all that experience, and we'll see you up front at some point. Nicole, thank you again, and uh, congrats on graduating. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. By the way, at the top, I forgot to mention while we were playing Phil's music there. Not you guys. You guys can go if you want to. <laughs> I was just... To the people listening, uh, we forgot to say a belated happy birthday to Phil. We didn't forget. We were waiting for the show. How old are you? Thirty-seven. <laughs> Join the club. Oh, he's all, he's at least a year and a half behind me. So he's the youngest guy happy on the birthday. show. <laughs> now, Thank you, you. Now that our guests are gone, you are now the youngest you? person on the show. <laughs> Anyway, all right, I just wanted to say that real quick. So, okay, we're going to go on to the regular show now. I appreciate our guests coming on. Um, we usually start the show off with personal updates, and we're going to do that now. So we don't have really any going on because it's January. I think we you, mentioned it. At you Christmas. don't. No, well, Phil does. Jesse and I don't. 
Uh, we'll give it to Phil because Jesse and I gave I'm away. I'm left foot breaking the big brown trucks just so I can stay disciplined. That's fair. We gave away what we were doing at the Christmas special, which is essentially the same as we did last year. I'm going to race Thompson six races, and Jesse's going to run New Hampshire Motor Speedway for the uh, Northeast Classic. Is that what it's called? Northeast Classic in April? We'll plug it again later. We'll figure it out. we got plenty of time to get you guys into, in tune with it, but Phil has something going on, I'm sure. He lives in the land of the free and the home of the warm, which is Florida. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah, we go got our first race coming up at Citrus County on uh, February 19th for me. Uh, just getting the car ready right now, putting a new body on it, put a new seat in it. Uh, I got to the point where I lost enough weight that I was starting to flop around pretty bad. So That's you don't want to spend 75% of the race trying to hold yourself into the seat. Yeah. Now you got to rescale the car and add. Oh, I, the seat days. alone probably took about 10 pounds off the car. Hmm. It went to kind of a, yeah, that, that SFI seat that I had was pretty, pretty hefty. Patrick didn't like it at all. <laughs> Why? It's left side weight. <laughs> it's in the wrong he spot. Was, oh, it's up he high? He was mad. Oh. He was mad when I freaking brought that into him. He's like, what is this? What is this top-heavy pile of crap? Oh, the headrest on it was huge. I mean, <laughs> I needed to buy a seat. So I was like, what's the safest seat I can afford right now? Here you go. 1500 bucks. Brand new. Got to get one of them carbon seats, man. All gotta, that weight, all the Got to be place. the privileged kid. There's uh, Jason Vale that races in the Sportsman has one of those carbon seats. Those things are super, super nice. How about a banjo Matthew seat? <laughs> Just the one at rib rest yeah. and no head. <laughs> yeah, let's take one of those. Sweet left side weight. Yeah, but now I I was planning on running twelve races this year. Uh, I was gonna kind of mix it up between Citrus and Auburndale, and then talking to the track owner at citrus he's decided that he's going to run points for the sportsman's for eight races so what i'm probably going to do now is just focus on those eight races at citrus to start and then once the season's over there just go play around wherever new smyrna showtime auburndale whatever hmm. you know wh whoever's still open so that's what i'm going to end up doing it at Actually, it's going to work out a little better because I ran into a few things on the car this week that uh, kind of set me back a couple bucks more than I was planning to spend right now. So it kind of bit into my tire fund for the first race. So finding something to spend money on in a race car? No way. Yeah. Try, try to start your car that's been sitting on jack stands for three months for the first time just because your buddy brought his kid into town and he wanted to hear a race car start and all of a sudden the starter just goes <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing there i was like what the hell is going on and i apparently ate up the ring gear <laughs> miraculously just sitting there it ate itself to death awesome <laughs> sure okay, no, some kind like, of weird jungle creature that does that jeez the, the starter hung up on this thing when i first put it together and i figured it out hmm. after a little while what was doing it uh and i got it to stop but apparently the damage was just too much oh that's awful it was already kind of chewed up a little bit but it, i thought it was engaging just enough i mean it made it four or five more races oh well <laughs> Whatever, Expensive just another parts. 200 bucks. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, and a lot of time to, then some time to rip it out. So. Yeah, you got to pull the whole tranny yeah. out and everything. No, that's that unfortunate. Sucks. That's too yep. bad. Maybe the tranny can try and kill me again. 
fall on you. Your weak yeah. ass aluminum transmission. <laughs> well, when it's coming down on you like this and it twists you back, it's aluminum. Not exactly the greatest. It's still 45, 50 pounds. Oh, come on. Mine's 85. <laughs> anyway. That's why I don't have an, a steel transmission in my car. Well, I can't find an aluminum one that uh, we are allowed them, but I can't find one that's actually affordable. That ain't happening up here. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no. Well, I bought mine from Tom Fern. I know he has a couple others, I think, for like 750 800 Yeah, I ain't paying that. <laughs> I mean, that's the fresh tranny, so. Yeah, but I'm good. I I have so many other trannies. I'm just like, whatever. Anyway, talk amongst yourself, folk. Um, <laughs> so, all right, we can move this along here. We don't have any. Well, we'll have more personal updates as the year goes on, obviously, but uh, we'll move into the stuff that, happened between christmas and now that we haven't been able to report on yet but we can now so uh over that span of time stafford re-upped their partnership with flow racing for 2022 quote unquote and beyond uh they increased what was cool is the deal with flow actually helped them increase the point fund to seventy three thousand dollars for the weekly divisions and 40 grand of that was from flow racing that's Larry Barnett liked that number. I'm sure he did. It's right up his alley. Uh, so I went through and I printed out the championship point fund just as a ex, uh, well example, I guess, that people could see what they're paying out. Which, by the way, uh, we'll get into Stafford and some more upgrades they have later. Uh, or I could just do it after this. But anyway, uh, we I looked at the championship point fund again, and I see that the top two divisions as opposed to last year, got a little bit of an increase. It's like six grand to win a championship in the SK Modified, which is a pretty decent chunk of change, especially for a weekly series track around here. Uh, late model is up a little bit. That's up to three grand now. And then you look at the bottom three divisions, which I mean that in all respect, by the way. I don't mean that to be derogatory to you guys. Uh, trust me, I live that life. Uh, the SK Lite Limited Late Model and Street Stocks all doubled. I believe it was a thousand for SK lights and late models before, or limited late models before. It's now two. Uh, street stocks was five hundred bucks. It's now a thousand. So, um, yeah, this is pretty awesome. I mean, you don't see yeah, a lo- you don't see a lot of places with a point fund. I know I never got a check. I mean, it's only six races from Thompson, but I don't remember the last time I actually got a check for points from. Anybody. I never got. I never got one from Thompson. I got a a small check from NASCAR. From yeah, finishing fifth in points in 16, but that was it. Yeah, I did get that from NASCAR. I wonder what the hell's going on with my hair back there. But anyway, YouTube audience. Freaking alfalfa over here. Yeah, I know. I didn't uh, I didn't say hi to our YouTube audience, but again, this is just us being rusty from not working it out and, you know, practicing or doing episodes for a few weeks or months or however many it is. But anyway, we'll move on. So that's cool to see the new re-up with Flow Racing from Stafford. Um, I'm going to, might as well just tell everybody else about the magic that's happening at Stafford because we're already on the topic. Stafford unveiled their new video scoreboard, which is pretty badass looking, uh, confirming what all of us here on the show deduced a few months ago. And I think everybody on Twitter too. (laughs) It was kind of a poorly held secret. Let's be fair. It'll definitely increase the at-track fan experience, giving fans in attendance the ability to view replays and alternate views for not only action, but interviews. 
I like that. It gives people more for their money. Because a lot of people don't go to the race track if they have a Flow membership because they're like, well, I can sit up my couch and watch the replays and stuff. Well, it's like, well, right. yeah, but now you can actually go and experience the race in person and get the same benefits without a Flow Racing subscription, I guess. Uh, you should get the Flow Racing subscription, though. Their uh, coverage is amazing. Yeah, um, I'm assuming basically what they're going to do is they're just going to stream the Flow broadcast live as it's happening right on that video board well they can just take it straight off their switcher yeah well i mean if we're watching sitting in the grandstands there's a delay yeah but on the video board there won't be a delay is what i'm saying yeah but they can also probably use the scoreboard as mm, a scoreboard well yeah <laughs> so yeah or you can play mario kart Which rainbow one? stage I mean, which one though? Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. No, I don't think it really doesn't matters. matter. We can play any one of them. Doesn't matter. My kid would love that. Uh, so anyway, I also heard that this uh, that their old scoreboard, the the old you know light bulb, the old school scoreboard. I heard that that's going to be given to another racetrack up here in the northeast. Uh, I wasn't told which one, but um, it's probably one that just doesn't have one, or they might need one that actually functions. So I've heard that it yeah, is being given away and repurposed. I can't pinpoint one because I know uh, a lot of the ones that Norm probably owns, I would say, would have nice new ones. So I'm fairly certain that's true. But I, I'm I'm sure that they're very appreciative. And that's a really cool gesture by Stafford. It just is. Yeah, I can't think of what track it would be, though. I mean, me neither, but does it really matter? No, um, but it'd be cool to find out. Nah, I mean, matter. eventually we will, but. Oh, well, it's not a big deal. Just just like knowing the purses for the modified tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Any... <laughs> well, we won't go we don't need to know. Yeah, we don't need to know, apparently. We don't need to know. We're just dumb fans. Just go watch the races and don't question anything. Just like getting the vaccine. <laughs> don't question anything. You're not allowed. You're stupid if you question it. I opened a can of worms. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's just move on here. Uh, let's go to something else that we've been talking about for months on end and we're the, like the only people who were talking about it at the time. Ryan Priest signed a deal with Stuart Haas Racing as a backup driver. Uh, I believe at that time that I took my notes, he had two cup races, three Xfinity, seven truck starts, and a DGR truck. Uh, I'm sure that that's changed. I know it has. He's going to start for... Uh, Rick Ware in the Clash, that's coming up in a few weeks. Uh, but Rick Ware now has a, a deal with Stuart Haas as a partnership, and I believe that they are going to be the ones bringing the car. No, I think they did that at Daytona. But anyway. Yeah, um, they, they brought the test car to Daytona. Yeah, they brought the RWR car to Daytona for them. But again, they're probably in the middle of building all the cars at this point. They probably haven't even taken delivery of it yet. But um. And he is going to also be a dedicated sim driver. What for the, the heck team. is that? He does all the simulation work with the engineers on iRacing or whatever they use. I'm sure it's iRacing. Essentially, <laughs> it, essentially, his path right now is that of what Alex Bowman did. Yeah, yes. Bowman ran yes, for some basically. crappy little teams, and I know ran Lane, yeah, yeah ran some mid tier shit, and then stepped back. Went and he went to Hendrick and became the simulator driver. Got some Xfinity starts. Did pretty good. He was then on he the couch for a year. 
And yeah. then he came and back he and be- won, won the first race he came back for, for a year, like in the Xfinity. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, something yeah. like that. And then he then he got to be backup driver for Junior, and that was really it right there. Which is not a bad path to follow, considering yeah. Eric Amarola is uh, going to have his last season this year. So, theoretically, he could be in the catbird seat. I mean, long was, way away. I, I can't help but think that maybe there was a little insider trading going on there, but who the hell knows? I mean, it was still a good path to take. I mean, you look at... I kind of feel bad for a guy like Landon Castle because he was basically on the same path. He was Jimmy Johnson's test driver before having Sims was really big. And he did the mid-tier, low-tier thing, did test driving for Hendrick, did well in the Xfinity starts he got, and then just never really panned out for him. And then he just kind of ran low-tier stuff for the rest of time until now, and it just kind of sucks. But, again, it worked out for Well, both. now he's with Colleague. Yeah, well, now he does get that good ride back up with Colleague. It's taken him a long time, though, and it is still only the Xfinity Series, but it is a good chance for him to really showcase what he is made of because I know that he's got a lot more than what the equipment is that he runs in, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm glad he kind of got that ride. But, again, it worked out for a couple other guys, and it seems to be walking that way for Ryan Priest, so... I'm excited to see what he's got in the future, and especially if Harvick leaves a ride. Who knows? Because we were calling it that he was going to be Harvick's replacement for, God, a long time. But now with Almirola leaving and Harvick, I think he's still got a contract through maybe next year. Through 2023 is Harvick right now. Yeah. So, I mean, a a foot in the door is a foot in the door. Who do you think they're going to go with? Somebody outside the organization or somebody in it? They may they may put Ryan into the ten car for one year and then when that when the four opens up slide him over or just leave him like I mean he's at Stuart Haas so yeah exactly I I honestly I'm excited to see with Rick Ware stepping back to two cars from four and reallocating those resources partnering with Stuart Haas and it being a new car and everybody kind of on the same page. I think it might be a disappointment if he doesn't run inside the top 15 at the clash. Depends on, uh, I don't know how it's a complete mystery how that track's going to race and how everything's going to be there. But now where's the clash at again? It's going to be a complete mystery for everybody though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be, I think you're, I think you're going to have a slight advantage with Ryan behind the wheel because of his short track experience being so fresh all the time i'm kind of wondering if i know iRacing scanned that track correct yeah they they have it well they helped model it i don't think they scanned it at all i think the so it's built on specifications then probably yeah exactly like they do with the chili bowl every every year now hmm anyway and they did that with the gen 6 car too built to iRacing specifications that's kind of funny. I think so. I think they <laughs> did. That's just my little crap. You know, my little. Oh, you mean the theory. next, the next gen car, or yeah. the other one? Yeah, the next gen car that yeah. was probably developed a lot in in uh, iRacing. I I think so too. I mean, the way I, they, I really do. The way they model cars for iRacing is really fan, uh, fantastic. It's very interesting how they do it because every piece and part moves. Like if you it's watch the replays from under the car or whatever you can do. You can actually see every single part move. It's crazy. 
and they, well, they do it, like laser scans and modeling and and reverse engineering of everything. So it's pretty interesting. It's a great tool. It is. You know, it's it's more than a sim or a game. It's a tool. You yeah. can use it for so many different things. So I'm pretty sure the sim rigs that they have, and I'll put that in quote, it's just like a motion, a really expensive motion rig, and they're probably utilizing iRacing. I mean. They're probably using iRacing or a similar engine. I don't I don't know if it's exactly iRacing. I don't know what they would be using, but you'd think somebody I, would figure it out. Yeah, I've Our seen factor. them, like <laughs> pictures it. of them. It's this giant, it's almost like a flight simulator, it looks mm. like. This giant like screen that encompasses you, and you sit in this little motion pod. Hmm. Yeah, I would love to try it. I want one. I spent way too much money on mine anyway, but... I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I didn't spend we that won't. Much. We won't talk about that. No, mine works though. It doesn't kick me off of while in the middle of a race. Anyway, that wasn't my rig. That was the computer. <laughs> mine didn't. And I figured out what it was and fixed it today. Yeah, well, mine didn't anyway. kick me off either. So, same thing. All right. So we since we're not racing and it's cold and it doesn't know what it wants to do outside for weather. No, today was the weirdest. It was the most New England day ever. As of recording, it's a Monday, obviously. Uh, It snowed, I think, two inches in the morning. Then the wind picked up and it started raining. So then it was all slush in the morning. Then the sun came out and everything went away. And then it started raining again. And snow. And then it snowed later towards the night. As I got here. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? It is the most prototypical New England day ever. So anyway, on days like that, we have no choice but to watch racing in places where people are actually lucky enough that they can race almost all year round. Or made good decisions to go race it. Yeah, they made better life choices. Like Phil. To live in warmer places. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I feel bad now. Uh, So we watched what we watch every year and what Jesse has actually participated in which is the Mid-Atlantic Street Stocks race at Dillon, South Carolina, the New Year's Bash, That's which right. happens around the, the week of New Year's, obviously. Well, New Year's, yes. Yeah. It, I've seen it almost on New Year's Day before. Um, which and, is it's a, not just, and it's not just for because we're inside and we're cold, but it's also because there's a bunch of New Englanders that went down there, too. Oh, a ton of them. Yeah. It used to be Let's like... them off. It used to be one, two three or four guys. Yeah. Now it's like, holy crap, There's a there was at least a dozen from New England who went down. There's a few people. A lot of them did not make the race in That's general. That's right. Well, yeah, they had uh, Chris Moose Downton. Yep. He goes there every year, Jimmy, has a ball. Jimmy Boyle didn't make it this he year. He had to he go usually, to Texas to do something. Yeah, he usually goes yeah. every single year, but he didn't That's go right. this year. Aaron Plemons, yep. he, he'll, he'll go down there every year too. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else Chris Buffone is from the Northeast. He was down there. He, he runs that uh, Sarek Fab car. He's he's run at Waterford a few times in the open street stock races and Thompson and stuff. So and yep, he usually yep. he usually hands people their ass too. He's really good. He yeah, didn't he's, have a good he's run hooked though. up with the O'Sullivan, so he did not have the greatest run, you know. He that? qualified for the feature, which upon itself is amazing, along with Aaron Plemons. Aaron Plemons also qualified. He qualified for the through the B main, though, and he, had, but he did Aaron qualify. had to qualify. He was through the B main, which was yeah, but, uh, a feat upon itself to qualify, considering they have 65, 70 cars show up. Well, they had, for a, the one they race had at least starting thirty-two. Yeah, they had at least sixty. Um, they had. I think Buffone actually qualified in on time because they do time trials and then 
if you don't make it in on time, you do B mains. They had two different B mains, but Buffon made it in on time, but he did not have a great race. Uh, spoiler alert, he was involved in like a bunch of different cautions, which is really not typical. It's atypical for him to do. And the car was so tired of it that it wanted to go hug the tow truck. It did. He and got it involved did hug in the, the tow truck. He got involved in the last crash. He spun down the racetrack, missed the pit wall, luckily missed the official end. It, it broke the tie rod or yeah, something when he got hit by something. Piled and that into was the it. tow truck. Nope. I'm like, oh, that's just bad. Yeah, he ended up being 24th. Aaron Plemons finished 25th. I mean, I mean, those are they sound awful, but those are really good just to even make the show. Yeah, is a feat. It is it is really good. I'm telling yeah. you, the level of competition, those guys really get after it. Yeah, the Mid Atlantic. You know, they spend a ton of money on, a, well, a lot of them do on rear ends and and a lot of uh, transmission, a lot of some of the go fast parts, driveline components. Yeah, although, uh, yeah, street um, stock guys in the south take their shit serious. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, Christ sakes, yeah. I mean, uh, it's crazy down here. What was I love it. The 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 guy who crossed the finish line first. He spent no expense on that car. Oh, that car is gorgeous. Expense. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah, Bobby Tumbleson the third ended up crossing the finish line first. Yep. But did not win. Yeah, based on you know, there was not only street stocks there, there was like mini stocks and late models and other Andrew things. Morin showed up with his uh truck for the street stock race. That's they let, right. They let him run it. Yeah. Because it's a G chassis car, essentially, with a truck body on it. Yeah. He didn't make the race, but he was in the B main. You know, when I went down there, there was a guy there with an El Camino race car. I loved that, and that was really cool. That thing is so cool. So, but uh, yeah, he didn't end up <laughs> making the race. But yeah, Bobby, everybody there. There's a lot of cars that went over the scales, and this is the only guy that ended up not making it on weight. Yeah, funny that, and then he got really ticked off and peeled out on the scale pads, and definitely got DQ'd for that. Yeah, he ripped the scales up off the. And pad the funny or thing is, is that he posted a message on Facebook, Bobby Tumbleson. He goes, "I'll be right." He goes, "You know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Why won't take this thing out?" And and you know, I've never been illegal on weight in my life. Well, maybe you should have taken a dump, you know, and stop eating like five or six infield cheeseburgers and the chili fries, okay, and some of that fried chicken, and you wouldn't have made it to have heavy on weight. Okay, you go by their scales. You are wrong. Yep. If you're wrong, you're wrong, and you're wrong. And you know what? I want to give a I want to give a special um you know I want to give a special uh what's it called award where you miscongeniality or something award uh what do you call that where they don't win but they want honorable mention or something like that yeah I want to give an honorable mention Darf award to every single person who commented with why don't they do tech pre race. Oh God, those people are insufferable. <laughs> well, they could. They could. Oh my God! Because it's... what? Because you think they can't mess with the car during the race, you idiot? They never heard of any of the stories <laughs> of the, in the early '80s of Junior Johnson's car at Martinsville throwing BBs all over the infield because the <laughs> dumping thing, weight out of the dumping car. weight out of the car because they only scale them at the beginning and not the that's end. what they did back in the early 80s they threw the weight out as the race was going on and then the car picks up speed imagine that weird it goes faster yeah what are all these BBs doing but you know <laughs> the winner ended up being Kyle Lynch who doesn't who's not who's from Virginia and he doesn't 
he he's up front a lot of the time. He's gotten a lot better, a lot better. But he don't. You look at that car, and it's a bag of walnuts on the left he's, side door he's of that thing. Never changed the body in five you know? plus and, years. Uh, he definitely looks like Pepe's car. Yeah, Pepe used to run that too. Oh, yeah. they didn't like him. Yeah, short yeah. little Italian man going south. Oh boy, they'll oh, try to put him oh, on. A, oh. They'll try to put him on the railroad crew. So, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Too Kyle much. Lynch doesn't spend a lot of money on his cars either, and he ended up winning a big, big race of his career. You know how he's many... a real good dude too, and met a couple. Mr. Awesome, Mr. Kyle, Mr. Kyle Lynch. Now, did you know that this win? Yeah, it was his biggest of his career. But you know how many career wins he has now? Two, two. That was his second career win. Mm-hmm. And that's a big damn race to win. That race keeps getting yeah. bigger and bigger every single year. And let's be honest, if I had the money to go down there, I would run it because I would rather be in South Carolina than in Connecticut. The weather's beautiful, and you yeah. run 10-inch slicks. And the tires cost how much? $165 for six of them? Yeah, something like that. It's only like uh, $40 a tire. And they're all used takeoffs. Yep. And they're all graded. And They're, they're all F45 takeoffs, yeah, right? All, all F45 takeoffs. So, yes. Yeah. They're all kept in a shed at Dillon. Right there, and at, yep, they're all kept in a shed, and you can't leave the racetrack with those tires. Yeah, they impound them. They will impound them, which means you can't monkey with them. It's impossible. Oh. It's the only way you can do it. It's the only way physically possible. Now, I'll be right back. Bobby Tumbleson was not the only person DQ'd. Lots of people. Were. Uh, Adam Rowe, who was the pole sitter, he came from like Michigan or something. He was the initial pole sitter, and um, I can't remember his name from up north here. Got DQ'd as well. Oh, uh, Renfrew? Yeah, Jimmy Renfrew came down with a brand new Cliffy-built car, kickstand fab car, and he was really fast as well, but he, I believe, was... He timed, like, third fastest in qualifying, and he got his qualifying time disallowed as well because of some infraction. I don't know what it was. They didn't tell us. But he was allowed to start at the back of the... Well, B-Main, and he almost made it back in. Um, but Mr. Adam Rowe was DQ'd for the weekend. <laughs> and oh this, this leads us into, oh, you know what? Jesse's not here for the music, but you know what? We're just going to go with it anyway. Um, and they imagine some eighties or nineties sitcom music, but this leads us into this week's and the first of the year, Darf comment of the week. Cue the music. I'm not going to put it in and post whatever. All right, moving on. <laughs> Darf comment of the week this week goes to a person named Gage O'Leary. Now, I believe this person was probably a crew member on Mr. Adam Rowe's car, and they had choice words to say about Dillon Motor Speedway after they got DQ'd. Now, as he was DQ'd for the weekend after post-qualifying tech for having, in, and what I was told was, an MSD box in the car when the rules clearly stated only GMHEI ignition. Now, he went on to say this in response to somebody else whose name will I'm not going to mention because it's not necessary. He says, and I quote, Dylan Speedway is a joke. Disqualified someone who drove from Davidson, Michigan, as if that matters at all, over something that starts the car. So this guy is trying to convince us that an MSD box does nothing but help to start the car. <laughs> what? 
No. Are you serious? No. <laughs> he's also he's this guy's going to be a contestant for Darf of the Year. By the way, I've already written. Oh in. yeah. Because that's just we're kicking it off with an strong absolute contender bang. for the front runner. Yeah. Just kicking it off with a bang for the Darf comment of the week this week. But how, you know, I just figured out why they got DQ'd for the weekend. It's because they probably told Mr. Ron Barfield, who is the proprietor of Dillon Motor Speedway and the man who created the, well, or at least helped create, but he was the main guy behind the Mid-Atlantic Street Stocks who ran this show. I firmly believe that they got thrown out for the weekend because they tried to make Mr. Barfield feel or look stupid. And they probably cussed at him. And I guarantee they probably. cussed at him. You don't cuss at a Southerner. No, they do not take they anybody. Don't tolerate cussing. Anybody no, no, looking? No, 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 anybody no. looking to go down south and race at Dillon Motor Speedway? You can't talk like you do up in New England. We use cuss words like commas. Don't do it down there. Just be quiet and respectable, and they'll get along with you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Goes a long way. Yep. Just be kind and gentle, and they'll let you race, and they'll be your best friend. Yeah. No, if they're really cussing, easy. They're really easy whoo. guys to get along with. Trust me. And if you They're start real good, you start throwing out f bombs at him. He's going to toss you for good. So can confirm, can, have seen this happen already. You did? I yes, I have physically watched it. Where was it? Uh four seventeen. Do tell. I, yeah, spill the tea. Prob- no, probably no names. Not right now, no names. Just spill it. Uh, race director <laughs> and a crew member got into it, and people were escorted out rather quickly. Oh, boy. Yeah, so if you go race down south, keep the swearing to a, well, I was going to say minimum, but just don't do it. Just don't. You do don't it act out of line down here. They don't tolerate it. No, just don't you, do it. You, you can drink in the pits after the last checkered flag, but don't don't act up. Don't yes. Cuss. They'll be real with you. Just You don't cuss, and you don't take the Lord's name in vain. Just be kind. Okay. That goes a long way down south. All right, so. Next. Yeah, um, I think that was pretty much it. Uh, so that would finish out this year's first DARF comment of the week. And I know Jesse was gone when I did this, so no music. Jesse, play the music now. <laughs> anyway. All right. No. I'm going to work on Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not looking for it right now. I'm just making sure I didn't run over any notes of something because first show of the year and I'm all rusty from this. All right. I'll talk about something mildly controversial that I think it shouldn't be very controversial at this point. Uh, NASCAR implemented a new rule this year that says, quote-unquote, no politically-based sponsorships and tells Brandon Brown that he can't run his sponsor. I think it's called LGB Coin. It's like a cryptocurrency thing. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. And the internet lit up with people incensed over the fact that Bubba Wallace ran a BLM scheme last year. They forget the fact that people also ran Trump for president sponsors two years ago without issue. They were allowed in. Uh, because they were both whatever sponsor wants to do. They were both done before the new rule was in place. Calm down. You know, this rule is brand new for this year, so let's just kind of take a step back and just see what actually happens before we create some kind of judgment call on that one. So now that, keep, the, new year, so now that the new rule is in place, we'll see if there's a hypocrisy if that's, somebody... That's what I'm saying. Let's just take to, a step back because... All the stuff they were whining about happened before the rule was in place. Okay. So let's just kind of put a pin in that one. My my favorite part was immediately after they, they announced this rule, they put up this posting with the LGBTQ 
and everybody in the comments lost their minds. <laughs> it yeah. was instant. Oh, and it always it was is an instant. Absolute disaster. It's always instantaneous. But, but uh, people, people don't stop to think. That's not a that sponsor, is it? It well, it's not a sponsor, no. But it really, technically, isn't political either. I wouldn't say it is. It's more of a people want to make it a civil rights thing because it's not really a law or rule or anything. It's just kind yeah. of yeah. Mm, I'll just move on from that. That's fine. Look, whatever. Yeah. Keep keep the politics out of my NASCAR. No, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't care. They can. Yeah. It's their business. They can show or dis or you know whatever approval for anything. It's like people who yep. lost it, their minds about how they worded Kwanzaa or something. It's like calm down. At least they said something. Just be kind. Right. And you know? and if you don't want to watch because you don't want to see this stuff, it's not an airport. You don't need to announce your departure. You like, bye, Felicia. You could just watch the races without following them on social media. Yeah. If that's what you don't want to see, it's fine. Calm down. I can't stand the people that I just want to get on social media and just talk shit constantly. Calm down, people. Remember, this is a business, and businesses have to pander to everybody. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going to get pandered to eventually. Yeah, it's just I just okay. find it, you know, I'm not talking about what Phil was talking about. I'm just saying like when they tried to go to Los Angeles or go to these other places and, and you know, when they had, they did the E85 gas or whatever it was, it was to try to placate people for greenhouse emissions and all that stuff. I'm like, stop placating the people who don't watch. <laughs> stop it. They'll never watch. And all they do is complain because they want it shut down because they think they're doing exactly what they're complaining about. So stop it. You know, not saying that about the LGBT community, but, you know, because we know people who are in that, who enjoy racing, and we welcome you because, thank you, we need all the fans we can get. My biggest thing is just let it be NASCAR. If people want to watch, people are going to watch. doesn't matter who you are, black, white, green, purple, whatever. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't want to be purple. I'd probably be dying if I was purple. Or uh, uh, dead already. Heimlich, yeah. No, I'd be dead. Like, probably dead you, already. You get my point, though. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Just be NASCAR. Be what we grew up watching. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares unless they want to. That's like I said. You can you could get rid of a lot of arguments and a lot of other stuff because of, let's just say, short-sighted or, or simple-minded fans just by s concentrating on the product alone. Don't, well, that's yep. the whole thing all along. Just you can don't... say that from politics to rules to, to whatever, to time slots to types of races like they keep monkeying with it so. here's the thing just if you're so gonna post whatever. anything on social media it's racing related you know this is your yeah. business keep it to that and every argument goes away on either side doesn't matter just no, focus on your uh, but anyway it'll be in the comment sections but you don't have to ignite it you know what i mean we'll whatever see. we'll move on so it's, it's not a big deal like i said just keep it we'll keep see it's a television delivered sport so they have to pander to television that's the important thing nah i know it's so next up you have to keep racing alive, and to keep racing alive, you got to pander to television, and television is the biggest payment. So it's you just throw your hey, hands hope, up and hope for the best. Hopefully, at some point, their new partnership with Flow will turn into something more, and they'll just completely get off network TV. Won't happen. Moving on. <laughs> Never know. Well, they got. I know that they're going to be on. I think they're going to be on what, like TBS or something this year again. Oh God, I forget no, because I think it's and, USA. Oh, it's USA. You're right. It's NBC Sports Network is gone. I could now, go so. on another whole half hour tirade of 
why you decentralized your sports network and now no one knows what to find onto it. So that's so stupid. No and one, it's funny how little, how a lot of people still don't have cable. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on, you know? <laughs> it is quite amazing to know how many people still don't even have cable. You know what I mean? That's why viewership always goes up on network TV because you can get a little antenna NBC Sports on Network Amazon. isn't really network TV. It's, no, I don't it's have not. cable. It's not. When they have NBC, when it's on NBC or, you know, whatever else. Oh, you mean like the on. big networks? When it's on ABC. the main network, like Fox or NBC, it's basically broadcast TV. You can still get that TV locally through a little antenna out your window of your trailer or whatever you live in. This is true. Because um, who doesn't have cable? Come on. <laughs> Phil. Moving on. All right. So, yeah. I borrow it. Yeah. Like I said, again, we'll just move on. All right. We're an hour five in. We're an hour five in. We We still got to talk about the Chili Bowl. We got five listeners left. Yeah. (laughs) We still got to talk about the Chili Bowl because that was big racing that just went and and happened. I don't even know what I'm saying. I can't think. (laughs) It's the first episode. Give me a damn break. All right, so I actually wrote down all the results of the Chili Bowl. And let me tell you something. If you don't have a Flow Racing subscription, get it. Because you, you're sitting there watching a week's worth of racing from, God, prime time till after you go to bed. Because I'm, I'm like 11 o'clock at night, I'm already asleep. So <laughs> it's hard for me to watch the A-mains. I had to go back and watch them on Flow Replays. But it's worth its weight in gold. It's it's oh, so absolutely. good, especially this year with NASCAR local or uh, touring series stuff going to be on there. What do they call it? Roots. Yeah, NASCAR Roots or whatever they're calling it. I don't know what they whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, all last week I, I'd wake up, do my thing in the morning, turn on my TV and put flow on and just listen to the heats while I'm sitting on my desk working all day. We had a few locals down at the Chili Bowl. There was almost 400 entries. Almost. Yeah. It was a lot. Jacob Perry uh, kind of became a little bit of a popular star for a little bit there. Yeah, he's now a GIF. <laughs> so, yeah, the guy who flipped over, I forget his name now. I forget what night it was, but I didn't write that down. But um, I know they kept a blog of everything he did over at Race Day CT for, uh, I think, the whole week. Because if you're in the Chili Bowl, it doesn't really matter what night you qualify. Everybody runs again on Saturday night in Alphabet Soup, which is like... I think they went all the way down to the Q main. That's a ton of races. Holy oh, that crap. Was, that was a long day. I, I started watching in the morning, and then I had to run out and do some chores, and I came back, and they were still at, like, the the F or something. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I went to work and came home, and they were still at, like, the N. <laughs> so I'm like, holy crap. My only complaint about coverage of the Chili Bowl is this Mav TV? Mav TV. Why? Why have everything on freaking Flow Racing all week long? And then they're like, "By the way, we're gonna we're gonna televise live all the good stuff." I don't have Mav TV. Well, then maybe you should get it. I've tried. Mav- to, I've tried to get it, but they want me to pay eleven extra dollars a month to get just Mav TV. I have to get the Apparently- sports pack. It's like I'm not paying that. So I I. Took a page out of Kyle Rookie's book and I just pirated it off Facebook. Well, I pirated apparently it off the. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Apparently, the owners of Mav TV have something to do with putting on the Chili Bowl, and they, there's there's something going on. Someone's in bed with someone. It's been like that for a few years, and I just don't like it. 
Like I had to buy Mav TV like last year just to watch the. Does Lucas Oil sponsor the Chili Bowl? Yes, that's who owns Mav TV. Done deal. Okay, now we know. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Thank you. That's who owns Mav TV. So the circle of life. Yeah. All right. So Monday night they ran the Viroc race, which is essentially their their. Oh, go ahead, Jess. You want to? Yeah. No, you can pirate them actually pretty easily. You just go like Mav TV online streaming free, and just make sure you have your. Your ad blocker, your ad blockers are up to date and all kinds of that good stuff. Use a good firewall. Yep. Yeah, that's That's it. Good to go. So anyway, they ran Monday through Saturday. I love watching weeks worth of racing. That's why I love this. I love New Smyrna. It's just like every night you come home, you turn the TV on to your streaming service, and you watch it, and it's fantastic. Uh, So Monday night they ran the Viroc race, which is essentially their um, champions race, essentially. It's like IROC. That's why IROC is in the name, but it's Viroc. I don't remember what the V stands for, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so Justin Grant won that. He had a damn good week until the very end, but uh, oh, wow. we'll get to that. But he had a great week. Uh, Tanner Carrick won the A-Main that night, which put him and whoever finished second, I think it was actually Kyle Larson, uh, into the A-Main on Saturday. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, Buddy Kofoid won that A-Main. Uh, Wednesday, Rico Rico Abreu kept his streak alive. I think it's like seven Wednesdays in a row that he's won a yep. preliminary race. Just ridiculous stuff. Uh, Thursday night, Christopher Bell won his uh, preliminary A-Main. Friday night, here we go, the name that we've already recognized, Justin Grant won his preliminary night as well. Uh, so he's already got two wins at the Chili Bowl before the main event even happens. Uh, Saturday, the A main again. Uh, let's go through the a couple quick things before we get to that. Uh, let's see. Quick shout out to Kaylee Bryson, the first female to make the Saturday A main at the Chili Bowl, and this was the thirty sixth annual Chili Bowl Nationals. Uh, she also did it by coming in, from tenth to win her B main. So yeah, she drove her ass off. Yeah, fantastic run. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is some ridiculous competition. You have Cup Series drivers, uh, legends of uh, like midget and uh, sprint car racing. I mean, can, you have... can I just say you're saying Cup Series drivers? Can I just say I was impressed as hell with Ryan Newman not having driven one of these things all year and getting in there and driving the way he did. Just didn't Ryan come from USAC? Uh yeah he he drove midgets, he used to yeah race but he midgets, but yeah it's been has, so long he hasn't been in them all year not like Christopher Bell gets in them a couple times a year at Millbridge and you know oh I mean you look at guys like Kyle Larson he lives in one when he's not in a cup car or a sprint yeah, car sure. or but, something know, else yeah it's kind of I don't know maybe it's like riding a bike I don't know it could Got be practice. Maybe. You know, he, I mean, he what, used to do it as a youngster. So, with the way the cushion was this week, there was a lot of people riding a bike. Oh, God, yeah. Boom, boom. Good Lord. But yes, they sir. also had guys like uh, JJ Yaley, who's a trip, he was a USAC Triple Crown winner, wasn't he? Yes, he is. I yeah. believe so, yeah. Which that's pretty badass. I mean, he's getting up there now. And so, I mean, <laughs> for racing age, I should say, but he's been around a long time. I think he did it back in like, 2000 or something right yeah it's, yeah it's, it's been quite a while and the chase elliott didn't look terrible either until he uh launched to the moon i'm calling and here's the yeah chase elliott's flip was pretty you wild. know something there's something to be said about <laughs> you see chase elliott obviously is a cup series champion 
He's almost won it this year again. He's an asphalt kid through and through. Now, back in what we call the day, Roger Penske wouldn't allow anybody to run in a sprint car. <laughs> back in the 70s. Probably for good reason. Yeah, uh, Gary Bettenhausen took a, took a Roger Penske. This is back when he drove an Indy car for uh, Roger. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, let me show you one of these races. He drove, took him to like Syracuse or something. And uh, guy's flipping up and out of the ballpark, and Ryder says, "You ain't getting. You're not. You're not driving one of those. You're crazy. <laughs> you, you're you're not allowed to drive one of those. Well, like you're under my goddamn contract. I need you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Gary Bettenhausen uh, just chose to forego the captain's uh, wishes. Oh boy. Went against went a wall against the captain, and drove a sprint car, and busted himself up so bad. <laughs> that he really couldn't really use his right arm really that good for the rest of his career. Oh, jeez. And in the hospital bed, Roger Chapensky fired him. <laughs> That's harsh. He went to the hospital and fired him. I told you not to drive that. Drive those sprint cars. Because well, they I get, they get tore up. Himself, right? So hmm. there may be something to be said to that because... Rick Hendrick almost <laughs> lost, but pretty good investment there for Daytona there. And I'm sitting here calling get banged up real good, you know. I'm sitting here calling JJ Yaley old, and we had Sammy Swindell still in the race. Uh, yeah, right. He, <laughs> he's a five-time Chili Bowl champion. By the way, his son Kevin is a four-time champion, and he won four years in a row. Yeah, Kevin only Swindell person to win that many times in a row. Right? Kevin, yeah, Kevin yeah. Swindell is by a, a long, yeah, by a long time. Kevin and Sammy Swindell have won almost a quarter of all the Chili Bowls. That's pretty wild, right? They've won nine, and yeah, there's been 36 nuts. of them. Uh, so Sammy was there. Uh, he's won five times, like I said. He tied the record for most mains run on Saturday with six before getting involved in an incident, having mechanical problems drop him out. I believe he raced from the N to the I main, got damaged, and fell from competition. And he doesn't even know if he's even going to come back. So that might have been his swan song, which that's a hell of a career to go out on. Um, so we didn't even mention the winner yet. Uh, so the A main was pretty damn entertaining. These guys were absolutely getting after it. And if you want to see the most talented drivers in the world, look no further because these Musac Midget guys are just ridiculous. These cars are freaking cool, too. I don't know how much they weigh, but they can't weigh a lot. And they put out like 400 horsepower out of these little four cylinders. They are little rocket ships. Hilarious to drive on iRacing. Uh, that's oh, yeah. a, that's the only experience I have with them, but at least it's something, right? Um, but just absolutely leaning on each other, flipping over in front of the leaders. Wild action. The top came in early, built a big cushion. Uh, just a lot of fun to watch. It was 55 laps, but it's on a one-fifth mile racetrack. And these things are hauling ass. They're doing 10-second laps. So this thing is over really fast, and it is up on Flow Racing. If you have a Flow Racing account, you can go back and watch the A-Main as its own bespoke video, which is fun to watch. Um, Kyle Larson's line was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. He was trying so hard, but it was really fun to watch because he was driving it so hard and getting really close to people. And I he, know just, he was driving it like Ryan Waterman. Just send it in on the bottom, wash up, and clear him out with the right rear. Just love you, Ryan. Absolutely sailing it in. 
and people thought he took out Justin Grant, which spoiler alert, Justin Grant had yeah, that great no, they week. Never touched. He had that great week, and then he and Kyle were neck and neck coming out of two, and Grant clipped the curb and upset the car, and he flipped it. But everybody thought uh, Larson took him out, but no, he never even made contact. It was just yeah, really no. close racing. Um, just like I said, if you got the chance, go back and watch it. It's freaking amazing. Um, so anyway, that moves us into, uh, I believe, uh, who was on the pole? Christopher Bell was on the pole. Tanner Thorson was on the outside. And it was an absolute dogfight between those two all night. Third place switched hands a few times. It ended up being Rico Abreu finally pulling in third. But Thorson took the lead from Bell, I believe, close to 15 to go. I think it's 18 to go or something like that, and never let it up. But lap traffic was just horrendous to try to get through, and it was a, it's a mass, it's entertaining because it's a masterclass in try in driving, and it's uh they don't have spotters, they don't have mirrors, they're doing everything by feel on this tight little racetrack with these fast little race cars, just so entertaining to watch, but. Tanner oh, yeah. Tanner Thorson ended up winning the 36th annual Chili Bowl Nationals. It was his first Chili Bowl win. That was fun to watch. So I honestly didn't see anybody beating Bell, and then all of a sudden Thorson just came back out of nowhere. He had a very good long run car under him, and he just took advantage of it. And Bell, it looked like he just dropped off because it wasn't just the mistakes he made at the end, jumping the cushion and tap, tapping the outside wall. He just did not have it at the end. That's just bar none. No. I mean, Larson had to come from ninth. I think he finished like fifth or something. He couldn't make a lot of progress. Again, passing was at a premium, so it was very difficult to get through. But guys were passing cars. Rico Abreu had a great run again, so it was fun to watch. Just I, I so want to make a joke about Rico and just coming up short. <laughs> Man, that's just rude. <laughs> where's the cricket sound jess right <laughs> no anyway we didn't mention anything it's just about that uh, low-hanging fruit <laughs> we didn't mention anything about uh jacob perry's run but he didn't have the greatest chili bowl experience i mean he came up like i think he had that damage in the preliminary night and then i think for some reason he dropped out I forget what happened to him. It was just so hard to pay attention because there was so much racing going on. Well, he had the car flip in front of him. Yeah, and that bashed the front end in pretty good, and that hurt the frame on it. And I think he also – I don't think the—I don't think he dropped out, did he? He just kind of didn't finish well in the prelim. I, I didn't get to see his prelim. I don't remember what I was doing. Yeah, but he did become – I don't think a, I was home at that time. He did become a meme with that car flipping over, and then he hit it, and it was like – Oh, now I'm upright again, and he's going again. So that was fun to watch. A couple of great memes coming out of New England from this weekend. Oh, yeah, and uh, what's his name? Carpenter? No, it's not his name. What's his name? Jeff. I don't really Champagne. know how to say his last name. I'd call it yeah. Jeff, Jeff Champagne. Jeff Champagne. The I don't yeah, dick he, around he's guy. He's an old... I used to race with him on iRacing all the time, and I kind of lost touch with him after a while, and I saw him on TV. I was like, no shit. Yeah, he wanted to fight real bad, and the guy didn't yeah. want to. And he's like, I don't dick around. I'll bust his ass. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good dude. He made T-shirts for it. I think that's pretty awesome. I, I bought one. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I again, I'll, I'll stick it next to my hack shirt. I think Jacob was in a transfer spot out of his uh, alphabet soup race on Saturday until the last lap. I think he lost that transfer spot and ended his weekend rather quickly. I know his... Uh, teammate didn't have a great weekend either there so 
tough week, but man, it's the Chili Bowl. You you have it's, to. Be, it's all about the experience too. Yeah. You know, it is about every it, year yeah. you come back. You got to try and get further. It's it's. I've only been really a dirt fan for a few years, but that's the event I love watching every year already. Yeah, it's it's fantastic to watch. All right, so I have one last thing to talk about. This thing's getting a little bit long in the tooth, I think, but uh, it is the fact that people have been complaining about, oh, when's the rules coming out for Thompson and stuff? It's like, well, they came out today as of record date Monday. Um, and as I pretty much expected, because of how late they dropped, the amount of rule changes was quite minimal. Actually, I didn't really see any for my division. There was a couple little ones for mini stocks, and I didn't even bother looking through anybody else. Apologies, but I didn't, because I guarantee the rule changes probably are not going to be very big. Because the late models are ACT cars, and they they already have their rule book out. They're probably going to follow that, because that's, guess who runs the show there? SKs are all dictated by Stafford and what they do, because, let's be fair, they pretty much own that program. And everybody just kind of follows suit. So They invented the division. My only criticism is that those rules should have come out a month after the season ended. Shouldn't have taken this long if they had that few changes. You can't tell me you weren't working through the season, looking at things and thinking about what you're going to do for next year. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to come out, but when they don't have any changes, I can't be mad either. It's like, well, what no, I but I mean, there's a lot of people that are sitting there wondering in the small teams, you know, you, you yourself, if they had a, a change like that rear end where it was going to be not a, ne- a necessary change, but something that's going to elevate your game. And if you, you might want to know about it so you can somebody. budget for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that came out when earlier. the when the crate engine thing came out in 2016, the rules came out early. That was a year I think they came out in mid-December, and I had time thanks to to what they do. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't pin this on Joe. I don't pin this on Todd Styles or anything. No, nah, they typically it, submit their stuff very early. So Yeah, it, it comes down to whoever was releasing it. And maybe the act rules didn't come out, and they wanted to wait for that. I don't know. I don't know. I really haven't paid attention. But I, I think... Your season ends within a month. You should have the rules for next season so the little guys and anybody really can start budgeting and planning and putting stuff together. Yeah. Because there's a lot of work that people do. Like, down here, people don't really have an off season, so no one really cares about that. The rules kind of just roll on the next year, and you get mid-season changes and stuff happens. Like, it's not like up there. But up there, it was definitely, it was get the rules, got a lot of work to do. Yeah. But again, up here, if you don't see it early, don't expect any changes because they know that they can't really make you change. And if they do, you're going to piss off a lot of people, and that's not good for business. Oh, who are we kidding? I mean, we don't start working on our cars until a month before racing season ends anyway. What's the problem here? (laughs) All right. It's too cold. Everybody procrastinates. Spend money on propane. Yeah, it's too cold. Screw them. We wait till last minute. Larry Barnett's got his nice garage mahal at his house. Well, nobody's like Larry. No, nobody is. Okay. Let's Thank show him a God. Thank Christ. <laughs> Poor guy. All right. So the only things that I re- I'm not going to give them any junk about that either, about the rules coming out quote unquote late. Um, I do have a few concerns. Not really. I don't think they're really founded yet, but I do have concerns. Uh, and this is not that. Again, I preface this by saying this is not. What is happening? This is just I'm worried about things. So, 
Um, I'm worried about two things. I'm worried that uh, we have a complete lack of a banquet for Thompson. I mean, what's the point of running a points championship if you're not going to honor those people? Um, and there's a few that really deserve it. Um, so I haven't heard anything about that from the end of the season through now. I haven't heard a damn thing. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. And I also expressed concerns about, like, I, I just, this is, again, it's too early for me to really be concerned about this. But I'm just saying I really kind of hope that, like, we get some kind of, like, for tax purposes, like 1099s and stuff. I just, I don't know how they do their stuff. Tax code. Yeah, I'm just That's worried about that. That's what we're talking about, man, yeah. 20, hour 25. I'm almost 40. I have to talk about adult things, so. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I'm just, you know, like, again, I, again, it's way too early for me to worry about that, so I'll worry about it when the time comes. Taxation is theft. No I got to write off my expenses, so I, I, I really don't want to do that without a 1099. Moving on. Okay, that's the end of the boring part of the show. <laughs> LLC, it's Limited a, Liability it's, it's Corporation. It's a fair thing to want. Yeah, I mean, that's just me single person doing and worrying about books and stuff whatever all right so that's enough i'm done there's no f1 race to make jesse die over uh and there's no other racing going on for at least a few weeks hey, if they don't give us a 1099 then that means we don't have to pay taxes on it it's free that's fair but i can't write it off either i don't think i'll get freaking <laughs> i'll get like audited or some dumb shit so all right so i'm all done here Anybody else got any last-minute things I forgot? Nope. 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 All right. Cool. Sid, you got anything? Figured I'd ask. I can't believe you this long-winded for the first time out. Bro, have you seen this show lately? (laughs) (laughs) We can't stop talking about nothing. How many F-bombs today? Phil, how many? I don't think I dropped any. I think it was shit. Yeah, it was just right. minor ones. There's one right there. So when Phil says he doesn't think there's any, that's usually about five or six. Okay, so yeah, we'll say five or six. Okay, great. Moving Thank on. Thank you. Okay, cool. <laughs> put a put a counter in the corner of my screen. <laughs> so anyway, you can view us over at youtube.com slash Sid's View since he's here. Uh, perfect timing. Oh, I might as well do the... I might as well do the outro since the boy just barged in. So you can find us on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You can send us Still feedback. Still Twitter? No, screw Twitter. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find us on Twitter, find us individually. Phil and I have one. Um, you can you can send us feedback to Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can go over to anchor.fm slash Making Laps and leave a voicemail, which nobody has done yet except for Jesse, which was a really funny bit at one point. Please do it. Yeah, it'd we be f- want voicemails. They're we'll, funny. Seriously, we will play them, even if they're mean to us. <laughs> we'll probably play them. We you can might f- screen them. We might screen them. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle. That's at Brent Gleason zero one. You can find Phil at. Uh, you can find me at at P Jakes Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find Jesse. In a big brown truck or under a rock? Not under a rock. Okay, so for the first At the time... bottom of the ocean? For the first time in season three, for 2022, again, we, Raji, how do we end the show? Into the mic, please. 
Keep the doors side down and stay out of fence. Thank you for listening. Perfect. Or maybe Th- poop in a fence. Oh, no, I don't know if we want to do that. All right, so. You want to poop? No, thank you. Seven-year-old humor, ladies and gentlemen. It's not much different than ours. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for watching and listening. Tip. I appreciate it. Yeah.